civil unrest tends to peak about two years after the pandemic ends. Now, quite what ends mean is a bit subjective, obviously, but I mean, in the US, obviously, you've had your lowest cases now for a very long time on a, on a, on a, uh, on a Monday or Tuesday. Um, so you, maybe it's near to ending. So I suppose in June 2023, we might see some sort of crazy thing happening. Who knows? Right. So 2020, we had uh, those, those huge Black Lives Matters protests around the country with uh, the kind of uh, the police riots in response. That's how I'll characterize it. We saw the, the January 6th insurrection, an attempt to actually overthrow the government of the United States. But you're telling me the worst uh, is uh, two years out. <laughs> Well, I guess I am. I mean, I, I mean, I, I, there'll be sociologists and economists who talk about this for ages, but I personally would be definitely convinced by the idea that perhaps the, the Black Lives Matter protests and the, the storming of the Capitol kind of might not ever have happened it had there not been a pandemic because so many things were just completely in flux. And there was a, there was a you know, you have to remember that back in June 2020, when when all of the protests started, the US unemployment rate was like 20%, 15-20%. I mean, that's just that's just insanely high. And the sense of injustice and uh, inequality at that point was was really kind of profound. So so hopefully, hopefully there's not going to be more to come, but the historical record would suggest that that is quite important. Okay. I think that one of the important uh, sort of psychological points that you made in this piece you wrote is that after a bunch of pandemic death, other risks seem moderate by comparison, right? Yeah. So you're, yeah. you know, if you're in a bad circumstance, you may feel more compelled, more comfortable in pressing for new arrangements. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. So the, yeah, so the classic example of that is is again, the, I mean, the Black Death is the easy example, I suppose, because it's it was so big that it all the effects it had were so large that it was easy to spot them. But yeah, as you say, so some, some historians have drawn this interesting link between um, the end of the Black Death and the start of European imperialism and colonial, you know, colonialism because, and they do, they do kind of coincide quite well, actually. There was obviously other stuff going on as well, but, and I think that was, that was down to this idea that, you know, traveling on a ship in, in 1340 was quite a risky activity because you know the chance of dying from disease was really high, or the chance of chance of sinking was really high. But then, when a plague comes along and all your friends are dying anyway, then you think, "Oh, I fancy my chances actually, because this could make me a lot of money. And if I stay at home, I'll probably just die anyway. So why not why not go sailing around the world?" So yeah, you're completely right. There, there's also economic historians who suggest that the Black Death played a big role in triggering uh the the changes that led to the rise of market capitalism absolutely yeah in lots of ways so we've talked about the the power of work labor workers being somewhat higher than it than it was so that's really important i think the other thing which is really essential to the rise of capitalism in europe is is the printing press because it enables information to be disseminated far more quickly and for cohesive markets to form uh, in Europe. And that is, again, that is also something which uh, a lot of historians have argued was, was accelerated by the Black Death, because if you wanted to, to reproduce something before the Black Death, you could just get a bunch of people to, to sit there and to, to, to copy it out, monks or whatever, whatever 